Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Nick. Uh, this week we're going to talk about what we've been watching, go into some film news. Finally, we're going to do a f- uh, full review of Wreck-It Ralph, director Rich Moore. I think it's his debut. I believe it is. So, And then after that we might uh, do some food for thought, so disregard that uh, finally that I threw in there, because I always do it, and I don't know why. Um... I said on the Facebook we'd be talking about Cloud Atlas as well, but unforeseen circumstances have once again limited that ability. So I'm going to go over it a little bit and what we've been watching, and then hopefully at some point in the future we can do a special episode, a bonus episode, much like our Resident Evil... uh, Roundtable. Roundtable. So, um, anyway, let's move into what we've been watching, and we'll start with Willie. Um, I finally got the chance to watch Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see it in theaters because I had taken a vacation right that weekend when it came out, and for the first two weeks it was out, I was like busy, 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 and it just never happened because everybody, everybody had already seen it by then, and yep. you know, I'm like, I'll wait. Um, I really liked it. I did. I have some minor nitpicks. I'm not going to give a full review here, <laughs> um, but I have some minor nitpicks yeah. here and there, mostly, mostly in in um in the lizard design, not nuts about it, mm-hmm. and then a couple other little things. But I did like it. I'm excited for another one. You know, We'll see about the Jamie Foxx thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Foxx is the villain. It's strange, but who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. So Yeah, there's currently rumors that Jamie Foxx is in talks to be Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but... Who I mean, who knows? knows? They, maybe, you know, sometimes they seem, the, the casting choices seem off the wall, but filmmakers see things that we don't always see. It's so. true. It's true. I mean, with the filmmakers' intentions... They knew they know who they want to fill their intentions, but exactly. Who so knows? we've been surprised before. So yep, who knows? Um, and then Walking Dead, which is on right now. Obviously, I think they're what this was episode four that came on this week. Yeah, um, four or five. I'm not nuts about it. I mean, I you know I really want to like it because I'm a huge zombie buff and I really like the the comics for the most part. But it just it, it feels like it's a show that panders to its audience to me too mm-hmm. much i mean there were a lot of complaints about season two and i know that season two had a lot of behind the scenes drama with frank darabont leaving and mm-hmm. glenn mazara taking over and whatnot and that's fine and i understand most of the complaints for season two they but were pretty legitimate they were absolutely legitimate complaints i mean all the stuff about laurie being an obnoxious character carl being an obnoxious character t-dog being an obnoxious useless character andrea being an obnoxious useless character <laughs> all these things were i mean they were certainly true and and it seems like instead of fixing those issues through smart writing and, 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 and trying to work their way out of these holes, they're like either killing the character that well, people find even. annoying or they're, or they're just saying, hey, it's eight months later exactly. and all this character development has happened that you didn't actually get to see. Yeah. Believe us. Exactly. Believe us. Yep. And it's, it's, I just can't buy things like Carl being as stoic as he is now. I don't see it. No. I don't think shooting one guy in the head is going to make a kid instantly a badass. I, no. it does, I don't believe it. And plenty of things might have happened well, over I mean, the course of the winter, but we will never know. Exactly. So. That's, that's the thing is that eight <clears throat> months, I think certainly somebody can turn around in eight months, especially at that age. But without us seeing that eight months, it's certainly, there's a disconnect in our minds as to where these people should be. And Absolutely. It you know it seems like such a big cop out to just say we're eight months in the future and because that's been yeah. handled in other shows much better than there it have has. been years that, like, there's some shows that have done like hey it's like five years later yeah 
But the thing is, like, you, the writing is strong enough to where, like, you can, they can let you understand at least ideas of what might have occurred over the period of time. We get yeah. nothing here. No. You know, from the sound of it, for the, through the, what the characters say, it's like, hey, we've been treading circles. They pretty much say that, like, we've been doing circles around the same area all winter. Yep. So what happened that changed all these characters that much? Nothing. It just... I'm not a fan. I, I'm going to keep watching it because I guess I'm a glutton for punishment and I just want it to be really good, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, we'll see. It, I think the choices that they made with the governor... He's not as interesting. They they not certainly yet. toned him down and in that first episode with him. Uh, the nuance that they kind of add to it is good and then they kind of throw it out the window at the end. I thought it would have been interesting if they play him completely straight it would be a different way for the it, w- it would be a differentiator between the show and the comic but at this point the show is just an inferior version of the comic it is i don't mind the changes i'm, I'm not you know this is not by any means a, a fanboy rant why is this not happening it's that's not what Tyrese? i'm yeah it's not what i'm doing i mean terry should be on the show because he's awesome yeah. but i'm not gonna sit here and, and complain about it because because i i don't want the show to be exactly like the comic I've read the comic. I don't. I want to be surprised, and and I think that some things will work in a in a comic book medium that aren't going to work on TV. But surprise, the show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, like I I don't know. I just if you're going to do it differently, if you're going to adapt something in a different way, yeah, or set up a plot point in a different way, do it at least as good, if not better, than the comic did it, or revert to what the comic did because it worked. And, I, and they aren't doing any of that. I don't think that the show is completely devoid of worth, but no. it could be headed to a place where it is. So It could be. It could be. I, I mean, if, if, if it doesn't severely increase in quality by the end of this season, I will not watch season four. Yeah. There's, no, there's no question in my mind. I will, I will ride out the rest of the season with, with my bitterness and my just... I don't even care. <laughs> I just don't season care. Two. Yeah. It was bad. I was paying more attention to my homework than Walking Dead while it was on, <laughs> which is good. Which is really good. good. For you, Maybe this is a homework show. show. Maybe this is like the perfect show to watch while I do Maybe. my homework. This is so. a far cry from season one, though, because I remember when we used to get together to watch it season one, you were just right there. I was yeah. glued, yeah. On the edge of the couch. And, just... and for, for for most of, nah, part, like half of season two I was. But now I'm just, I mean, and it's not a lack of things happening. The, the show is making some serious strides towards trying to get somewhere i yeah. just I, it's it's like the the they need the ex- extreme opposite of what season two was doing they're like they're like it's like they're trying to course correct themselves but they're doing it in such a f- like it's like hey i'm driving down the street and the snow takes me to the left and i'm gonna jerk my wheel to the right it's just stupid it's so ugh, i don't even need to talk that's not even took everything that i was gonna i'm say. sorry no 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 are you gonna fine. use the car analogy too even? well i i was gonna say that this is they need to find a middle ground between the two polar opposites that they have They're i think we have a weird psychic uh, i don't i don't understand thing. it lately, but but uh anyway beautiful anyway nicolasu I can't decide which is more obnoxious right now, the election or Walking Dead, because they're just <laughs> clogging my... Every time I log on to Facebook, it's... Well, the tigers are done, so that's gone. That's you don't have to be annoyed by that anymore. But the lions may be coming. But the lions... It's... All it is, literally, is people talking about their husband, or people talking about their baby, or people talking about the Walking Dead, or people talking about the election. That's I haven't seen anything on Facebook but that stuff since the tigers. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you expecting? From, I'm sorry, this isn't... Anything. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Isn't... 
Midwest. This is what nerds. I've been watching is Facebook. <laughs> what, what, if, what have you been watching, Nick? No, but I logged on literally the other day, and I, after I, apparently Walking Dead was on. I, I don't know because I don't watch it, but um, yeah, I saw like 15 citizens. They're like, oh my God, Walking Dead, yeah. in all capital letters, and oh my, and I'm like, do you really all need to just spaz out about shit this? your thought out into yeah. the world like wow walking okay you great. know what bums me out is there's 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 a lot of <laughs> you know doesn't care <laughs> yeah there's a lot of better shows out there that you don't see people going oh my god this happened on this oh, show yeah where's all you the know. breaking bad statuses oh there were all kinds of breaking bad were statuses yeah. not on facebook no. i guess maybe not on you just, facebook but you, maybe you pay attention to things just means you're friends with the wrong people apparently <laughs> friends of the walking dead type of crowd or you're friends with bad. me and i don't make any status updates anymore unless i'm trying to be no there are a few there are a few uh cool peeps who talk about breaking bad but anyway whatever um i have been watching on the on the note of uh whatever i've been watching um it's <laughs> a good segue. cw's arrow <laughs> <laughs> episode four for now? tim yes i watched episode four wait is it still sexy was that did we meet deadshot deadshot is, has come and gone in episode three wow, who's the one in episode four what's his name deathstroke no, Deathstroke hasn't shown up yet. Um, the Royal Flush Gang. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna I'm gonna look it up on IMDb real quick and uh, <clears throat> while I while I talk. Um, for those who don't know, Arrow is not on Netflix, but it is on Hulu. Um, it's also on the CW.com or something. Maybe yeah, not. I've been watching it on Hulu. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it's on CW's website. Uh, so this is mostly for Tim, even though he's not here. Oh yeah, episode four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was a good it's one. So memorable. It was a good one. I usually watch it late at night when I'm like trying to fall asleep. So I watched it over the course of like three days. It's just one of those things that whatever. It's funny because the fan service still largely continues. Like yeah. it's 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 a really crappy show because it's just bad enough that I don't like it, but it's just good enough they're, that I don't hate it. They're and riding out their I laurels keep, on the fan service. I keep watching it. I would honestly say I'd probably rather watch Arrow than Walking Dead, though, based on what I'm hearing, because at least Arrow isn't an enormous disappointment. It's definitely got a lot of cheese, and some of the acting's pretty hammy, but it's it's kind of cool in in ways. But yeah, the fan service is kind of neat. Some of it, it's yeah. not it's not in an overly, it's not in an obnoxious way. It's lots of little things they pepper throughout that give you these little cool like, oh yeah, that person's from. And they mentioned, like, they mentioned Bloodhaven in the latest episode. And I'm like, okay, that's cool because maybe Nightwing will show up or something, or maybe not. I don't even, I don't even know why I'm talking about it. It's not that good of a show, but <laughs> whatever. I don't watch a lot of TV, so I usually only watch it when I'm eating or when I'm trying to go to sleep. So when I'm eating, yeah. I watch stuff that matters. When I'm trying to sleep, I don't. Fair enough. But uh, on the movie front, I don't think I've watched anything in a while. Mostly just Arrow. <laughs> Every week I'm waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim texted me about it. He's like, got the internet now. There's going to be an arrow binge on, on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, real quick, a side note. Tim um, was going to be seeing Man with the Iron Fists uh, a couple days ago, but his apartment flooded, unfortunately. Uh, so he's had a bit of an emergency, but um, expect something on the site from Tim about Man with the Iron Fists I in see the near it. future. I so, want to see it. And, I, and I'm sure Tim will bring the, bring the fun with that one. So I mean... I, it looks like fun. Plus, there's two John Frusciante songs on the soundtrack. So there you so go. I might as well. But so, what has Alex been watching? Okay. Um. So, like I said, I'll go into Cloud Atlas a little bit. <clears throat> um. I wanted to love this movie, and I feel like if I watched it 15 more times, I'd probably love it a lot. Wow. 
However, I don't want to spend 45 hours of my life on one movie. Unless it's... I was going to say, that's not true. Movie. <laughs> unless, unless, it's something. unless it's Tron Legacy or John Carter, apparently. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, it's a beautiful film. It's extremely ambitious. There's fantastic performances throughout the whole thing. However, I didn't connect to any of the, any of the characters. The, the most interesting through line that they could explain throughout the movie is in the trailer, the six-minute trailer, and they don't drive that home in the movie at all. There's no reason to stagger the stories the way that they stagger it. It's, it serves no purpose other than something that I'll that we'll save for our other discussion. So what do you mean by staggered? Are they do they, they literally flop back and forth between all six storylines at Ooh, different wow. times and it's rough. It's very rough. And that is weird. The half of these there's six stories, three of them are 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 good three of them are interesting two of them are useless and one of them is eh Mm. but that's i mean this is all in my opinion there's a lot of people that love the movie there's a lot of people that hate the movie and i'm certainly right in the middle um the connection between the stories isn't really driven home because there's not much of one and i feel as though you build up some sort of you've certainly built up and I know that I built up the meaning of the movie after seeing that trailer and the trailer kind of builds up a promise that the movie does not keep in my opinion and I think I could find the proper connective tissue if I went and watched it a few more times but I honestly don't think that it would be worth the amount of time that I put into it to do it it's gorgeous it would be interesting to see which I they listed in the credits which which segments Tom Tickford directs and which ones the Wachowskis direct, and I wonder which of the three I liked and which of the three I didn't. I wonder didn't, if it's all three of them didn't work together on each one. No, uh, the the actors are literally flying from one set to the other. Yikes! Do you think that's maybe where some of the problems popped up? There's too much of a divide in the filmmaking process. Or? No, no, no. It's it all visually things match mm-hmm. um the movie's very graceful moving between the time periods even if it is like staggered pretty abruptly is it really rapid fire like you'll see five minutes of one then five of another does it does it at least spend like a little bit of time on one and then kind of drift to the other it certainly stops and discusses i wouldn't it's not uniform throughout the movie it's not like there's five minutes of this five minutes of this five minutes of this it certainly stops and takes time on certain ones and then goes and go and goes on further does to it, other things. Does it feel like one like epic movie or does it feel like it's six movies chopped up and thrown it in a bowl? It feels like six movies, three of which are not very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So it's it's kinda like Grindhouse then. Like half of it's <laughs> not very good. Well yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grindhouse mm-hmm. on So basically scale. it's really, really pretty, but it's not what it not what it's trying to be. It's, it's not as nearly as good as it wants to be. Yeah, it's it's certainly it's pretty. better in six minute form than three hour form. I th- I think so. Okay. Yeah, which is what you said early on, but right. I yeah. and it's extremely disappointing. I f- there it's there. The score is beautiful, but the pieces don't all add up. 
That's yeah. interesting. Which, it's disappointing. But I'm, we'll, I'm curious we'll, to go see it and see what I think. We'll I talk yeah, more about it. Because I just was with some people the other day, and one of them was just, like, raving about it. She's like, it's so good. Well, and this is that kind of movie that people are going to be divisive. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's a given, you know. It's interesting. I think, I think, apparently the way that the book is structured, you get... It's like a Russian nesting doll, story-wise. There's one complete story in the middle, and then two halves of another on the ends of that, and then two halves of another on the ends of that. That's really cool. That might have been more meaningful, but they still would have need they would need to do more work in order to make the stories inform each other. Like the Tom Hanks character in the um, Slughorn. What's his name? Jim Broadbent. Yes, the Tom Hanks character in Jim Broadbent's main throughline, utterly useless. Don't understand why he's there. Jim Sturgis in that same storyline, same amount of screen time, maybe like half of a minute, a minute, completely useless. And they don't even take on similar roles to the other stories that they're in, in all of these stories. And I think that would have made the movie more interesting. (laughs) Or at least... If you're going to have this core, like, six characters, make them all meaningful in all the stories. And that's hard. It's extremely tough that's to do. The, that's the vibe I was getting from it, but if that's not the case, it's kind of... I don't think that's the case, but I'd be interested in you guys seeing it, because we'll have I, we'll, I, I, I want to know what... We'll definitely talk more about it. I mean, this is, this is something that, you know, I think once once all of us see it, and maybe other people yeah. we can sit down and really delve into it and not worry about... And I think it's a movie worth doing it for. Yeah, Absolutely. So. So, um, anyway, uh, I watched Red Dawn 84 because I was preparing to see the remake yesterday and that didn't end up happening, but I'll just quickly go through my bullet points on Red Dawn. Um, awesome stuff. The parachuting scene just with things, people dropping in while like you're in the classroom. A very iconic scene. It's really it cool. It really is. It's, it's yeah. Pretty awesome. And the, the scary part about it is the idea that you could you could see yourself sitting in that classroom when it's happening. Yeah, and it's absolutely. very smart. So, um, I just put down here Swayze tears. Oh yeah, They're tears beautiful. of Swayze. They're beautiful. Um, Young Powers Booth, super awesome. Young Powers Booth and Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was thirty something. He was pretty young in that That's one. That's way younger than I've ever seen yeah. Powers Booth. So it's <laughs> true. Um, both Swayze and Powers Booth certainly were the coolest. Stole the show. Yeah. Um, things that I didn't like, the acting was pretty ham-fisted. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's the point where Harry Dean, like, Harry Dean Stanton's whole performance in the movie is just phoned in, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, I don't know, he just, he looks kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, and he was, the part where he's like, avenge me! I just didn't understand, but I, and other than that, I mean, some of the special effects were pretty bad, even seeing as how it was in, like, 84. Like, there are moments where the kids, like, raise up their uh, their guns and, like, go to shoot things, and there's nothing coming out of the front of them. You don't get smoke, you don't get, like, even a... There's no attempt at making it look like it's actually fair. No, no, and it's, it's, it's bad. But it's a fun movie. It's certainly not one of my favorites, um... But I'll be interested to compare it to the new one. So. Yeah, hopefully the new one doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, finally, I never saw the Neverending Story as a kid. Boo! So I sat down and watched it this weekend. That movie is utterly depressing. <laughs> up until the last two minutes. It, it's not a, it's not a very 
uplifting film at first. It starts out with a kid whose mom is dead, and yep. neither his dad or him have really moved on from it, although his dad seems like he has, and he's kind of cold to his son a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you get to watch a horse sink into a swamp. It's a haunting scene, it's too. It's horrible. Totally. It's absolutely horrible. But, I mean, that's a big part of the movie, is the sadness taking over this fantasy world, and at the end, yeah. when, the, when the light and the happiness comes back to it, it... That's true. So it's it kind true. of fits. I mean, it, but the, it took me by surprise, because I didn't know. I had no context. Dude, it's dark, it. It's the first time you really see a dystopian fantasy setting. Yeah. You see a lot of dystopian tech futures and stuff like that. You don't see a lot of dystopian fantasies, mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of interesting in that it, yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's a really and cool movie. And Nothing, which is nothing, is yeah. one of the most terrifying screen villains yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the Mogrim. And the theme song. Terrifying. Let's just get on it right now. Yeah, it's sweet. It's fantastic. You got it on deck here. The whole score was a lot of fun. It is really good. There's a lot of like good synth. Didn't you want to ride stuff. Falcor? Oh yeah. Like wasn't that your dream after oh, yeah. you saw the movie? Yeah, me too. Falcor. <laughs> I just kept imagining a like cream-colored wiener dog for some reason because I love wiener dogs. Well, of course. <laughs> so get one so I'm gonna get a long-haired cream-colored wiener dog and name it Falcor because it'd be perfect. Dude, you but totally should. That is such a good movie. It's it was awesome. It really is. It just took me by surprise how depressing it was. It's like, it's a there's, childhood there's a, classic. There's a third point, but I don't really remember what it was. That'd be a great retro review episode. Talk about the Neverending yeah. Story because I'm sure we both saw it as kids. Yeah, I think it's something that'd be fun to talk about some of the great the lack of really truly great fantasy movies in cinema today yeah. and kind of the the cool 80s 90s resurgence of those yeah. in general well, Neverending how... story labyrinth um legend mm-hmm. i mean those are all, those are all great movies the dark crystal <laughs> dark crystals in there uh willow yeah that'd be cool well, so. so many kids movies these days too are so stupid yeah i mean i know i'm an adult so I'm, most adults are probably watching these yeah. going what the hell like you're certainly not getting like a goonies nowadays so I'm saying, yeah, when I was a kid, like, or when we were kids, I guess would be more appropriate. Um, so many kids' movies were like they had they had an edge to them that was, yeah. you know, it wasn't for like soft kids. Like you kind of got some yeah. important like life lessons from movies in a way oh, yeah. that was digestible as a kid, but still had a bit of a bite to it. Mm-hmm. But that's why they're rewatchable now. And the Neverending Story was totally yeah. And the Neverending Story was totally one. Every time Artax bites it, you're just like, oh my mm-hmm. god! But it like. It reminds you of like in real life when you're like when your pets and stuff go you go down you have like a sort of a built-in kind of coping mechanism I yeah. feel like cuz as a kid you've kind of gotten almost used to that idea that these these creatures you hold dear will uh will one day I mean they won't die in some horrible awful way but <laughs> I'm mean, not going to sink in a quicksand ideally swap. not but uh you know what I mean though yeah like those yeah. if if kids grow up watching nothing but just like stupid I don't even know. I'm just going on a I think I think I think in general cinema has been dumbed down a little bit and that goes right yeah. back to kids. But funnily enough, when we talk about Wrecker Ralph today, I think we're going to feel differently about okay, how, yeah. how well, child we'll cinema has been dumbed down cuz um, No, that's that's what yeah. I was thought about thought about saving this point for later, but I'm like, nah, I just kind of want to say it. Um I the other thing that I thought of is that I hate the the phrase cuz I don't know a better way to say it, but the movie's so meta Whenever any story? Yeah, the story is oh, involves yeah. the kid and yeah. us watching the movie <laughs> yeah. at the same time, and it's yeah. like that's something that we're watching a kid reading a story. Yes, that and ends the story is aware that real. the kid is watching, yeah. and that the, we are watching the kid. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. I always wanted to get that awesome. book in a bookshop, like find it and be like, yeah. dude, that's that, sweet. Everything, That'd be an awesome 
awesome prop, like an mm-hmm. awesome it's very cool. collector's thing to have. So pretty much everything in that movie is creepy, though. Like his school always used to freak me out. Oh yeah, it's a oh, weird yeah, the attic school. Thing that he has. Not even just the regular school is weird looking. Well, it's, it's like something out of The Shining. It's very. It's got a very eerie. The, the whole movie's kind of eerie in a way. Like through, there's a sense of unease throughout the entire movie. Even the friendly creatures and stuff. You're like, there's something. Yeah. Like the rock guy and stuff. There's just little things about them that are Deep like. Deep Roy of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Fame. Yep. Deep Roy's With in his there. Racing snail. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy with the bat. It's a great movie. Character. <laughs> it is a great movie. We should we should do movie. something about fantasy films in general at some point. Maybe For some sure. sort of special. We should you know? do something about it. Like get out there and <laughs> fix some yeah, delivery. Well, that too, maybe. Um. Okay. So we gotta we gotta get moving because that's like ten more minutes than I wanted to spend in that segment. But I, I don't think the Neverending Story is on Netflix. <laughs> I think Neverending Story Two is just based from my memory. I Jack think, Black is you know, the villain in Neverending Story Three. It's true. Really? Yeah. It's not good. Don't watch it. <laughs> I have actually never seen two or three. Neither one's that good. All right, movies. Neverending Story Blu-ray is ten bucks though on Amazon. Just throwing it out there. Good, the any, Blu-ray's any, great. Any That's listeners? What I watched it on. You watched it on Blu-ray? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've only seen it on like VHS. I wonder how it would feel watching it. it. Nice and clean. You'd probably be like, "This isn't the same movie." <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> where's all the tracking lines? You and might, static? yeah. Something about that. Um. Okay, so we got to get into news. I'm gonna save the bombshell for the last one. But Let's blast through this stuff, man. Public service announcement. Blitz. Tickets for The Hobbit go on sale uh, today to those of you listening it. If you is not me listening to it, editing it tomorrow. <laughs> Talk about... Wow. Did uh, we just jump into the review of Looper again? Somehow? <laughs> um, so tickets go on sale Tuesday the 6th is what you're saying? No. Wednesday, Wednesday the 7th. Okay, Wednesday the 7th. Because this will seven. be out Wednesday. Um, we are speaking to you from the past. <laughs> How's the future? Huh? I'm asking them how the future is. Uh, I'm at work. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where I am. I have the day <laughs> off, so God knows where I'll be. I could um, be dead. Adventure. Uh, so check and see if you care about the 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 48 hertz versus 24 hertz. That's frames or per 24 second. frames per second compared to 48 frames per second. There's lists that are 48 hertz. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Um, lists are coming online. I think Regal Theater's has announced which places will be showing it in 48 but other than that i don't know so anyway keep an eye out for it if you care about it most likely you don't um sylvester stallone confirms that nicholas cage will be in expendables 3 better play a hammy villain all i'm saying better be playing a hammy villain and his name should feature villain in the name at some <laughs> in some juncture he's the cousin villain yeah um I enjoyed Expendables 2 a lot more than I thought I would. And if if Sylvester Stallone somehow gets uh, Harrison Ford on on the He was on the list. The That'll balance out Nicolas Cage. It would balance out Nicolas Cage in my opinion. I think this is a kind of movie where Nicolas Cage could be fun though. I do. Yeah. I mean he's good. He's he's always more fun in like Con Air and Face Off and and uh well, I, this and is something the Rock. Stupid. They're certainly willing to make fun of characters and people in the movie because sure. of any you haven't seen it so I won't say anything but um, I'll be waiting for the reviews on this one, probably. I'll be, Unless we see. I'll it be waiting this. for a trailer. I not even a trailer will do it for me. I want to know like what if it's like utterly horrible and there's no. Like the first one. Exactly. <laughs> um, went there. All right, so I thought we kind of touched on this last time, but I don't think we did. I think we talked about it between us, but um, Matthew Vaughn director of x-men first class 
Kick-Ass and Stardust has officially left X-Men Days of Future Past, which is the first class sequel. And as of today, or not today, but a few days ago, uh, Brian Singer, director of X- X-Men, the original X-Men and X2, um, and Superman Returns. And producer on all the X-Men movies. Yeah. yeah. He is slated to come back as director. Um, what is that? What do you guys think about that? I mean, I, Singer, Singer's X-Men movies are the best X-Men movies, so I'm not, I mean, sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, I'm cool Plus. with it. Uh, until the movie's out and it says directed by Brian Singer, I'm not going to believe it. It's yeah, true. true. These movies are known for flip-flopping Lauren Schuler Donner will roll over on Singer <laughs> once again. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, Brian Singer, I hope, I hope he brings something kind of fresh to it, though, if he does. I think he's kind of like, I'm not going to make this one like I made X-Men 1 and 2. I'm really, really... Because really since he made an X-Men movie, the genre's changed a lot. I'm extremely... I think he, probably, he's, he seems like a smart guy, so... I think if, if he knew he could have gotten away with some of the things that have happened in comic book movies nowadays, he would have done it. Well, maybe. But, um... I mean, his his X-Men movies are great. Um, uh, I'll be... I'll be excited to see what he does with the new one. Yeah. He still does it. I would be more excited to see what Matthew Vaughn would do it with it. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. Um, it would be cool to see Singer kind of redeem himself in the superhero genre because a lot of people still have the bad taste of Superman Returns in their mouth. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. That's cool. It's, it is what it is for now. <laughs> Matthew Vaughn could be back. He left the first one and then came back to it, so it could certainly happen again. It's weird that he keeps doing this, like leaving projects. Didn't he leave Kick-Ass 2 as well? I don't know if he left it. I don't know if he was ever signed on for it. I thought he was. He might have been. Pretty soon people are going to be like, Matthew Vaughn, we're going to stop trying to hire you. He is, you're just he is leave. still a producer, though, on Kick-Ass 2, and he picked the director. So. And isn't either now negotiating to be a producer on First Class 2? He is a producer on it. Days of Future. So weird. Probably. I, just, Brian I, Singer just I think maybe he's just he's just not the kind of guy who wants to make the same thing. He's too busy paying child support for January Jones' baby. That, him and Fassbender both. Yeah. It was a double knockup. <laughs> Gang bang. Mixed bag. All right. Uh, Frank Grillo of Warrior and the Great... Oh, I forgot to say, you didn't respond to my text, but uh, there's a Rubicon alum on Walking Dead now. Yes. That makes it worth watching, but not really, but it does. Is he dead already? Nope. He's back next week. Oh. So. Good for him. He's in the governor's crew. If he was the governor, that'd be cool. The governor looks like a bitch from the pictures I've seen. I don't know if Miles Fiedler would be a particularly Maybe good not. governor, but the governor in the comics was scary. Just even looking at him, you were like, mm. the one in the show. I looked at pictures. I'm like, okay, this guy looks. Sick. I think he 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 performs it well. They certainly didn't go. And anyway, we're done with Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> but I didn't so, get to talk about it. So Frank Grillo, Frank Grillo, uh, was cast as Crossbones in Captain America Two. Or Captain America, the Winter Soldier. To Winter Soldier. Who who's Crossbones? Crossbones is a he's he's the muscle basically. Yeah, Crossbones he's Red is Red Skull's true believer yep, and Blackie. But he's a danger. I mean, he's like like as dangerous physically as a supervillain can really come. He's not like super strong or anything like that, but he's a hell of a shot. He knows martial arts. He's a big beefy dude. He's like a six five, two hundred and eighty he's, pound he's hulking. Bane from Dark Knight Rises esque without being as smart. Okay. Yeah. Basically. That's, that's pretty good. Way it's a, I mean, it. he's he's the muscle, but he um, I mean, he's he's a cool character. 
I mean, he's he's responsible for a lot of torturing of Captain America. He's in the cool because he's so. he's like a he was kind of a devout follower of Red Skull's like ideals, mm-hmm. and he's particularly cool like in the comics i think when he's running around with red skull's daughter and the two mm-hmm. of them are tearing it up bunny and clyde style mm-hmm. it's pretty like yeah. a pretty good use of his character okay yeah. he's it's, basically a mercenary he he should he's definitely gonna between him and winter soldier i think it, it'll be a oh yeah that's, that's a lot of cool stuff story across oh. that's that's a lot of cool stuff you know in one movie so okay two questions one is how's frank grillo gonna be as crossbones and two let me let me just get to this first before I forget about it. So we have Winter Soldier, uh-huh. Crossbones, mm-hmm. and unnamed third hierarchical like Zemo high on the top. It's gonna be pole. Zemo, Baron Zemo, I, I, which would be awesome. I don't I don't see any other. Oh yeah, God, well, yeah. Apparently Alexander Lucan's still kind of. I don't even want Lucan getting tossed Not anymore. I, I really don't because I mean honestly at this point, with with uh, weaving Mandy. saying how little he cares oh. about. You know, there's there's some he's involved with Luke, and he wouldn't be playing Luke necessarily, but it would lead to a Red Skull return. Whatever. It, I think they're gonna replace anything the Red Skull did in the Winter Soldier storyline with with Zemo. Well, the interesting, <clears throat> I, if they're pulling Crossbones in, and he's a Red Skull follower, I it mean, could be a Zemo follower. I don't think they're gonna distance themselves from Red Skull. If uh, they can certainly just say Red Skull's gone. I mean, they could do anything with it because yeah, they for, could recast Red Skull. They which could. It's it's fully do. it's fully possible. Doesn't bother me. I I, I don't think Red Skull is going to be anywhere near this movie. Probably not. And I think that's a good thing. Zemo is awesome. There are there's one other Cap villain, you know, in in the Cap villains that they should they need to have, and it's it's Zemo. Okay. I don't see anything wrong with introducing him in this one. Okay. Um. So, so then back to the first question: Frank Grillo is Crossbones. Was that exciting? Frank Grillo is a tough dude. I mean, you know, he usually plays pretty physical roles, and I don't see anything wrong with that. I like Frank Grillo from the stuff I've seen him. I haven't seen mm-hmm. him in a ton of, ton of stuff. I liked him in Warrior. Yeah. Um, he's pretty awesome. I don't remember who he was in the gray because they were all just guys with beards. That died. <laughs> he was the really antagonistic one. He was very good in the gray then. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's true. Guy with, you know, guy you know with I didn't even know that was Dermot Moroni until, like, well after Already his character was, was not in the movie His death anymore. was horrifying. Mm-hmm. You know who else was good in the game? Mm-hmm. Everybody from Rubicon? Yes. <laughs> James the, Bates, the, Dale, the and cast Dallas of... Roberts. See, I didn't know they were in Dallas Roberts was super good. Oh, yeah. So, was, he was the one I was pissed when he died. I'm oh, like, yeah. God, this movie's just going to kill Spoiler everyone. Spoiler alert. So, yeah. No, Frank Spoiler. Willows, I mean, from what I've seen him, he's a good actor. Um, he's going to need to bulk up. He's, he's pretty I fit. I think he could. He's a pretty fit guy, but he's yeah. going to have to get a little bit bigger. I'm not saying he has to be a monster, but I think I think Kevin Durant was a better choice still. Yeah. When they were bandying his name around, I'm like, that's perfect. That would yeah, have been, been good perfect. Too. He would have been good, too. I think Grillo's going to bring that that kind of cool, cocky smarminess to it, For though. some reason, I like picturing the two in my mind, I could see them opposite Chris Reynolds. Or Chris Reynolds. Chris Evans. What? Chris Evans. <laughs> Who's Chris Reynolds? I don't know. Sounds like a star oh, of a 90s sitcom or something. He was, in, he was in my high school class, but anyway. Um, <laughs> shout out to shout Chris out Reynolds. Shout out to Chris Reynolds. <laughs> what he's, up? He's definitely not listening <laughs> to this podcast. Um, I can see them opposite Chris Evans, and for some reason I think Frank Grillo presents a good match, but... Kevin Durant just already looks exactly like Crossbones. Okay. He's this tall, see, rangy, buff dude. Who will be wearing a mask probably a lot yeah. of the time if he's anything like the comic book crossbones he wears a mask. So that's the thing is Marvel Studios, 
you know, has never failed at a casting choice in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure, he'll be, I'm sure he'll be really good. He's a really good actor. There's some that have been better than others, but I think I think we'll be I think you know, until they make some major mistake, which they haven't yet, then I think we're all right. Yeah. The thing that's cool about Kevin Durant is he's tall as hell. Yeah, like, Crossbones is like taller than Captain America. And I want Kevin Durant to get a, a more a, a better role than the stuff he seems to. Yeah, be, he's be a, he's a cool guy. I really like Kevin Durant. He seems like a likable guy, and we'll see. I think I think there is something for him out there at some okay. point. So. Um. All right, and then finally we have eight and a half minutes to talk about this, and I don't think it's gonna happen in eight and a half minutes. Nah, nah, we'll be all right. Disney has uh, dropped a bombshell on the world once again after buying Marvel for $4 billion. They've now bought LucasArts and all of its subsidiaries for $4 billion. So Disney now owns Star Wars, Industrial Light and Magic, Indiana Jones. LucasArts, Indiana Jones, Willow, Willow, <laughs> Howard yes. the Duck. Um, so yes. the other part of the announcement is Willow 2, here it comes. The other part of the announcement is that Star Wars Episode Seven is coming in 2015 with another movie every two to three years after that. And on top of that, they're completely disregarding any of the literature that has been written after Return of the Jedi. So, Well, not disregarding, but not... Not using it as a basis of for... Well, yeah, they're not... Yeah, so it won't be canon. They don't mind... If they don't mind in the writing of these movies to make those they're no longer canon. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean they won't be canon. I yeah, that's true. Or that it'll it'll. But they they don't care if they contradict the stuff that's been written. Basically. Yeah, the, I mean yeah. they've said that these movies are new material. Yeah. So most likely no Leia and Han becoming Jedi and Luke going evil and all that. All the stuff crazy that crap all the, that happens yeah. after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Um. Although rumor has it that that. Those characters that, do that. feature in figure into. Jedi. I don't think Leia did either. Did she? I don't. I, I had Jedi. Kids. I remember. I remember Leia having a ruby lightsaber. Well, but and being a Jedi, technically. The those characters are going to figure into it. All right. That's the rumor. That'd so, be awesome. Let's let's talk a few other rumors. Um, we won't spend a whole lot of time on them, but I know one that's going to piss you guys off. Uh, Matthew Vaughn of X-Men First Class fame. Maybe this is why he's gone. Yeah, maybe this is why he left. Is is supposedly in talks to direct Episode 7, which, okay. Out of, all the, all, out of all the choices choice. I've seen, though, online, like, out of all, all the ones that people have been bandying about, like, that's, like, the least that I'd be interested in. Yeah. I like Matthew Vaughn, but that's, like, like Alfonso Cuaron, more interested in seeing his, his Star Wars. Duncan uh, Jones. Duncan Jones. Neil Blom- Blomkamp. Any of those names. I like Matthew Vaughn, I just... I would like all three of those people better. Blomkamp's would be the number one, I think, I would see. I would agree. I would think Duncan Jones, I don't know if he's got... He's the, a little too cerebral, I don't cerebral, know if he's got the I scale think. for it, either. Yeah, he has And this is big, well, we, we big, haven't, big, 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 big stuff. Just because he hasn't done any scale yet doesn't mean he can't, but True. it would certainly be more of a... He'd have to step up for he's it. He's really good at smaller scale stories, though. Yeah. Um, all right, the other rumor. Dreamcasting. Supposedly going to happen. Because we don't know how far after episode six this is. I'm sorry, what's going to happen? Uh, Dreamcasting. Dreamcasting. Okay. Supposedly, this is what Hollywood is throwing around. Who Hollywood is in this case? Who knows? I haven't ready? heard this. You guys I ready? I haven't heard this. You guys ready to be angry? Sure. You guys real ready to be I angry? I don't want to be that Star like, Wars really fan, angry? but no, I'm going to be. This is like outside of being a Star Wars fan. All right, just go. Just go. Luke Skywalker, played by Zac Efron. Han Solo, played by Ryan Reynolds. There's no way you're serious. I'm completely serious. 
This is what people are saying. Whether or not Disney's actually considering it at all. Who was saying that? As it's just people in Hollywood, much as uh, you know, there's rumors out there. Matthew Vaughn might be directing. Said the Hollywood. Mm, I don't think I believe that. Well, it's not that it's actually going to happen. I don't think I even believe that's a, even a remotely. I don't know if it's justifiable even as a rumor. <laughs> you know what, though? Honestly, I didn't believe it when you told me that Disney bought Lucasfilm. So whatever. <laughs> and there was going to be another Star Wars. Movie. No, neither, neither one of those casting decisions is is a good one. So no, please don't. Honest to God, like if those if characters those... are recast, I will not see it. They. What if they're recast to be even older than they are? They should just have the original older actors than the original then. actors. Like older than Mark Hamill and were Gary at the Fisher time. and Harrison Ford are currently right now. Like, what if this movie takes place thirty to forty years after Return of then, the Jedi? Then have those actors come in and age them. Yeah, for like there'd be no point to recast. Honestly, them. if you can make They're a CG coliseum like, full of creatures and monsters, Harrison you can, Ford is you like can, seventy. You don't want Powers Booth as Harrison Ford. <laughs> I don't, want them, I don't want them de-aging. Uh, I don't want them to do any sort of no. de-aging of the main and actors. Because, I mean, it looked pretty good in they, Tron Legacy, but it still looks they would They would recast before they would de-age anybody. I, they're, they're treading a very fine line with this, this sequel trilogy. Those, those three characters are so incredibly iconic that the only if you're going to include them at all, it has to be the original actors. Otherwise, just don't even have them in it. Well, they were talking about this on... Uh, Dave and Chuck the Freak in the morning. And anybody who thinks that Zac Efron as Luke Skywalker is a good idea. Oh, nobody thinks it's a good idea. It's not. I'm not not trying to knock Zac Efron. I've seen him in in a couple of more dramatic roles. He's not a bad actor. He really isn't. But Luke Skywalker, he is not. It's not that anybody thinks it's a good idea. No. This is purely about And I see why people are saying Ryan Reynolds, because that's such an obvious stock choice for a a smarmy, you know, roguish character. But he's not. No. Well, the, the other thing is no. that these movies most likely won't be made for us. These movies are being made for, well, maybe for you now what I'm going to say. These movies are made for people that are watching Clone Wars. Disney has a rare opportunity here to, if they play their cards right, and thus far I, I haven't seen anything that's screamed they are slash aren't playing their cards right, but if they play their cards right, they could seriously restore bring faith. Star, restore faith in this franchise. Yeah. And they, the only they ways an they're going to do that yeah. are if they keep the original cast and they either age them a little bit more, whatever is going to happen. They keep the original cast in there, or if it has it's years after those people are dead and it's a new trilogy with either their kids or different characters completely. That I would probably see. It would be funny if they made like Knights of the Old Republic after... like. It's like a thousand years into the future from the original trilogy, and it's that, and it's just Knights of the Old Republic. That'd be cool. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be a compelling story. However, my other concern is not that you know Disney bought Marvel and made the Avengers into a Disney movie. I could see that happening more for Star Wars than I could for movies that were already in production. Uh, Disney, I don't know. Disney seems pretty smart about. I think I think letting they, people do yep, what they're good absolutely. at. Absolutely, and I think that they have a great business plan when it comes to making purchases. That everything they've purchased so far has made sense to be part of the Disney brand. Disney was smart at that, and then the guy that let Andrew Stanton make John Carter got fired. Yeah, but I mean, they they haven't they haven't done anything to me as far as the acquisitions they've made. I mean, Pixar was an obvious choice. Yeah, uh, Marvel. Is actually a pretty cool, pretty cool fit when you think about the thematics behind, you know, the the company and stuff. Yeah. And then I think Star Wars and and the other stuff they purchased with Star Wars, 
fits the Disney vibe. But they haven't messed with Marvel too much. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sounding very cynical. So let no, me take this back and say I am excited for this until it falls on its Blows face, up which it could. It very it's, well could. It's either going to piss off the world, or it's going to be. I or, think I think Disney knows what's at stake with it. Like like what you just said is perfect. It's going to piss off the world. <laughs> it will. I think people. I think is, a lot of people see it as a glimmer of hope. This and to was the only that, shot. This is was the on, the only shot at redeeming the franchise in people's eyes. I'm not saying no one will ever buy Star Wars products again. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying they'll never make a TV show or, or a video game. But this is the only shot at truly redeeming the franchise as a whole in people's eyes. And if they screw it up, it's done. I mean, you wouldn't spend four billion dollars if you were going to run a franchise into the ground. Well, it's never anybody's intention. <laughs> so that's completely true. Um, the other thing we should say is that George Lucas is supposedly just a creative consultant. He has treatments. Well, no, he has treatments. I think that story with them saying they're disregarding anything else means that these treatments are even being thrown out the window. No, no, the the treatments are being used as a as a roadmap. Okay. From what I had, there's a lot of. So the treatments kind of disregard the the literature. Yes, that's... the treatments he wrote. Okay. They're not full on scripts, but he he had written these quite a few years ago. And he kind of, from what I hear, dug them up and polished them up a little bit. And Hopefully he wrote them in, like, 93. Well, I think, no, I, I don't, see, that's the thing is, I don't think, I don't, I think. Any later than that. Or we're just I think George Lucas is, is actually a pretty, a pretty good writer when it comes to the overall. He's a good ideas man. He's a, exactly. He's a great, in, okay. in, you know, when you really look at the prequel trilogy, the individual scripts are a mess, but the overall path of how he gets people from point A to point B Actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just when you when you whittle it down into the the dialogue and and everything else that makes a movie good, um, they're not so much good. But <laughs> but he's an ideas man. You're right. Okay, I just hope that whoever they hire for the directors are not rabid Star Wars fans because fanboys ruin everything. And I yeah. I hope it's. I, I think they should have an interest in Star Wars as a franchise. They should know. I think that they should have an interest in telling a. They should be to Star Wars what Christopher Nolan was to Batman, where he saw it as a vessel to tell a good story, and was not. That certainly helps to. That's good. Not get caught up in its own BS. I want three. Saying, like, I want three I, different I directors want, too. I want the contemporaries of Irvin Kershner and Richard Marquand. Is, are there any contemporaries? I'm saying I want them? I want older guys that are not like interested in. I just want people who are going to be able to divorce themselves from the material. You want and say, Kenneth Branagh, as Willie said a few days ago. He's a good choice. Sure, That'd yeah. be cool. He proved someone, he can do Someone high, who didn't necessarily grow up worshipping it. Okay. Because there's so much scary territory that that could lead into. Well, in the same way, I mean, just to cross-pollinate here a little bit, the same thing happened with Halo. Um, what's the name of it? Bungie. Bungie is the company that makes the video game Halo, and they made three main storyline games and then handed it off to 343 Studios which is comprised of people that loved Halo apparently Halo 4 is going to be the best Halo thus far so it's not like something like that couldn't work that's true I guess but, it's just there's the history of Halo is like 10 years history oh, yeah. of Star Wars is like 30 <laughs> sure sure yeah like me making a Star Wars movie would be really bad because it would all be about Han Solo and it would be just an awesome smuggling space well, yeah. pirate movie I think and you underestimate yourself, but 
I don't think I don't think it's necessarily like the worst thing in the world if it's if it's a fan. Like when when someone was trolling me, I don't know who it was, and they said, "What would you think of Kevin Smith directing a Star Wars movie?" Like I threw up I my said mouth that a little bit really. because because he's a name that's been thrown. I wasn't trying to troll you. It's a name that's been thrown around. <laughs> I not, seriously almost puked in my mouth. I was like, "No, I'm, <laughs> very, I'm very serious." It's yeah. it's. <sighs> Anyway, okay, enough Star Wars. All right, so yeah, that's, never enough Star Wars. That's the end of our of our news segment. I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of Star Wars news in the next. Yeah, and that's the thing. Well, that's I all wanted, the internet has been writing about. I for wanted the last week. I wanted to say that I. This is the last time we talk about Star Wars until there's concrete news, because you will never hear any rumors. No, except for the ones. That all I the put ones we just said today, just to piss you guys off a little bit. Right. No, I know, but well, I on slash film there was just like oh no, there was one article that said. Ten directors who should direct Star Wars and, and five, five who shouldn't. Should. And I was like, this is officially the dumbest thing I've ever read on the internet. Oh, it's, I mean, it's... I have it's, never read anything stupider than what I read. That's, <laughs> like, no different to me than a cracked list is, but, you know, it... Ooh, God, it was dumb. Oh. <laughs> what, the choices, or...? Just the existence of it. Mm. And the choices were all largely pretty stupid. I don't know. I don't think the existence is... I think it's interesting, because it's people just trying to speculate on who they think it's would be a good so fit. It's so incredibly early, though. It's just like, it's wild. I was like, man. Well, it's editorial content, and they're out there to get page views. Yeah. And it will. That doesn't mean it's not stupid. <laughs> I, Fair enough. I don't think it's stupid to have the discussion, but... Mm. I mean, we just had that discussion. Kind of, but not on that scale. It was just... Did you read it? I glance through it if you read it it's just like not good it's so like definitive like this is the list of 10 people who should direct star wars and these are five people who shouldn't go near it and i was like this is so you don't even know what it's gonna be about we don't know anything about it it's true we don't know if you read the tone of it is so like serious like it's it's really stupid i feel like all those criticisms could be applied to the conversation no it's a stupid and all the comments on it too were like stupid All the comments on it were like, this is a really dumb list. And all these people were like, why is this? It wasn't just me. I'll have to read it. I don't don't think it's just you. I'll have to read it. Anyway. Okay, no more Star Wars for a while. Okay. Um, For a while. Star Wars break. So, now on to our full movie review. This week we saw Wreck-It Ralph. uh, Directed by Rich Moore, as I said. And I, yeah, I'm pretty certain that it's his directorial debut. Um... This is starring John C. Riley as the titular character, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, Jack McBrayer as Fix-It Felix. Sarah Silverman as... Uh, Vanellope Vanellope von, von Schweetz. Yes, Vanellope von Schweetz. Jane Lynch as a Butch Army woman and a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, Alan Tudyk. Amazing. He is there. So, synopsis-wise, this he's from IMDb. A video game villain wants to be a hero and sets out to fulfill his dream, but his quest brings havoc to the whole arcade where he lives. So, um, I remember Buzz popping up for this movie around D23 last year, Mm -hmm. which is Disney's own Comic-Con, just everything Disney. Um, I've heard the title as late as like four years back, but oh yeah, I think it was being kicked around for quite a while. It was very under the but, radar. Like the first footage and stuff popped up at D twenty three last year, and people were like, "This movie looks really cool." Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I didn't personally have any sort of interest in it until I looked at the trailer. And let's just say this is a movie that is geared towards people who grew up with video games, and it's certainly not limited that's not the limited audience of the movie this movie 
could be it can appeal to anyone yeah so but a lot of the little nods and things of video games in there are awesome i enjoyed them very much and it made my experience you know even better than i thought it would be in the first place but um willie what what did you think of wreck it rail well, I mean, going by what you're saying with the video game thing, it's nice because this is one of those movies that enhance it, it's enhanced by your knowledge mm-hmm. of whatever video games you may have played in your youth, but you don't have to have yeah. been a gamer. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, a lot of the characters that pop up, I won't get into specifics because I think that technically counts as spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people are going to recognize anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of ingrained in pop culture. Yeah. Some of them. A lot of these. A lot of these are either um, household names or arcade games that you and I may not even know but our parents probably know pretty well. Sure, there's some there's some references from yeah. way back. But anyway, the it was weird going into this because when I went when I went into the movie I, I thought I would like it. Um and I totally do. I love this movie. Yeah. But I thought I was going to like it because of the amount of video game references and and characters popping up from franchises I grew up on and and so on and so forth, not because of the storyline of yeah. Ralph yeah. And, 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 and the original characters in this movie. And that was what drew me into seeing it. Yeah. Like you said, it was the trailer with all those characters, and I said, this has potential to be very, very cool. You know? Absolutely. It could be the, the, uh, you know, the expendables of, of video <laughs> game characters, you know? Drawing all the oh. iconic guys. But anyway, Don't so... so <laughs> So anyway, uh, I went into it with that, with that idea in mind, and I am—I was actually pleasantly surprised to say to be able to say that it does not beat you over the head with video game cameos. Yeah. And actually, what's better than all the cameos is is the storyline, yeah. is is Ralph and what he has, what he goes through over the course of the story, and it's it is just as engrossing and and riveting and deep as any adult movie that comes out. It really is. This movie has better character arcs than a lot of the movies we've it talked about. It really, really, truly does. And yes, there's a lot of popcorn kitty fun and fart jokes and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are moments where you're kind of groaning because you know it's that those are the moments that are very geared towards, yeah. towards kids. But you know what? It's a kid's movie. Yeah. And the fact that a kid's movie can make me feel more for... A kid's movie, not just a kid's movie, but a kid's movie with virtual, with... with Characters that are all CG, animated characters, mm-hmm. can make me feel that way is impressive. Um, there's, there's some twists and turns that I literally did not see coming. <laughs> and we'll talk yeah. about that in spoilers, yep. but, but that that's incredible. Like, yeah. seriously, it's hard for any movie to pull off. Yeah, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but 90% of the time nowadays, when I watch a movie that has some sort of "Ooh, what the twist," I I guessed it 40 minutes before it happened. Yeah. Not that it makes it a bad twist. Maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. But this time, it got me. Yeah. Um, all the voice actors, fantastic, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, <clears throat> uh, the animation's great. And, and, and the yeah. way they utilize um, not just the 8-bit graphics um, from the Nintendo generation, but they, they utilize kind of every generation. You know, there's a little 16-bit mm-hmm. in there, and... And um, a little like PC first-person shooter, mm-hmm. blurry, weird. I, can, I don't even know how to describe it. Just weird-looking Doom, Wolfenstein graphics. Yep. It's it's just cool. I mean, it's it's it really it 
the people that made this movie love video games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, That's love very video games. Too. And, but... I think first and foremost they wanted to craft an interesting story and that's awesome. Yeah. You know. And and I think if a sequel comes along it probably will rely a little bit more on on cameos and stuff because mm-hmm. this movie's making a lot of money so far. Oh yeah. And we're going to get a sequel. It it it's the highest Disney opening opening weekend ever yeah. for uh, for a Disney animation film. Yeah. Doesn't count Pixar, I don't think. Yep. No. Cuz Toy Story certainly made more money, but mm-hmm. but um this is kind of the Toy Story of of video games. Yeah. It kind of is That's, because they they, were, they live in, you know, in the arcade, much like the toys live in Andy's room yeah. so on and so forth, and at night they come to they life come to and life. do their thing. I don't know. It was it's a great movie. It yeah. really is. It 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 pulled at the heartstrings, hit the nostalgia nostalgic notes completely. But yeah. didn't beat me over the head with it, and I really appreciate them for not doing that. Like I said, I think a sequel they might, they might rely more on that, and that's okay, because at this point we we will have established some of these characters and we'll know what they're like mm-hmm. and, and stuff. So, I'm totally down for another one. I love this. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah, and, and Paper Man, the short that played before it, was also very cool. Yeah, I only caught the tail end of it, but I liked. It was what very I cool. Saw a lot. Yeah, I was going to talk about. It. Pretty extensively. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Well, I'll talk about Wrecker Ralph first. Um, Wrecker Ralph was real good. Got him handled real good. Really <laughs> nice. Uh, no, Tara, Nick. It, it was. Yeah, this is Nick from Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. It was really, really, really good. I mean, all through. I, I, I loved the trailer for it. I went into it with high hopes, but for some reason, my gut was telling me a couple weeks ago that it was going to be really bad. Like I was just like. I don't know why I was. I wanted it to be sweet, but I I was like I have this feeling it's just gonna end up being bad. But I was so happy to be wrong. Like it was uh, really, really, really good. Like you said, it dealt with a lot of. Not only dealt with a lot of uh, kind of adult themes, but it um, adult in like a mature sense, not like a well, not mature in like a dirty sense. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? No, I know it's <laughs> grown up themes. Yeah. Yeah. Lots uh, of porn. Yes, and it didn't even dumb them down either. Really? Um, no. Like it was pretty, it was pretty uh, full on at times, but it, it was um, raw. It was raw, yeah. It, but it, it, it was so well paced and crafted. And everything. This is a. I had a. I had a really long conversation at work today with the guy about uh, about movies, and it was really, it was a really interesting, really good, rewarding conversation um, from someone who really loves movies, not only as an entertainment form, but as as an art. And he and he had talked about pacing in movies today, and I said, if you notice that the average movie is getting longer and longer and longer, and the pacing is getting worse and worse and worse, people are just shoving more crap into the movies, but not figuring out how to spread it out smoothly, and um, or even just you know trim the fat. Yeah. Um. And Wreck It Ralph was just like great, great example of just like nice even pacing all throughout. I never really was like checking my watch. No. I was enjoying all of it, and it was very interesting i mean i i the only gripe about the some of the pace i guess it falls under is there was a lot of time spent in the sugar rush land which was fine for the purposes of the story but it would have been nice to see a couple other worlds because yeah i agree i I got the vibe from the trailer that he'd be spending more time in heroes heroes duty or whatever i kind of felt that he was just going to be hopping around more the whole yeah the whole but i think in the long run it's good that that he didn't good yeah Yeah, and i think next time maybe they can make it more of a a road movie. A road movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But the way that they address the, uh, I don't know, just so much of it is so so brilliant. Like the way they explain some things is just really funny. Yeah. And um, 
it I loved a lot of the themes it dealt with and it I think I don't think this will really fall under spoiler territory, but I think the best theme that it really dealt with that doesn't really you don't see a lot is basically living up to your place in the world even if it's not exactly where you want to be yeah. like knowing that your actions even though you may not like what you're doing necessarily your actions will either positively or negatively affect other people around you and i just thought it was really interesting that just because you may want to change your situation doesn't mean it's the right thing it's the right thing to do yeah, yeah exactly and while you may think it's better for you really either a it won't be or b it's gonna hurt a lot of other people around yeah. you and i thought that that was really interesting because there's mm-hmm. i think that's something that flies right past people these days because we live in like such a world now where it's so easy to be selfish with everything you do and just yeah. and and get what you want and want yeah i don't know it's just it and, and i think that's a big thing with kids these days too because kids a lot of kids today seem like real punks from what I see like in public. I remember seeing that at, at FamVid, and then I see it at work now, and a lot of kids just get whatever they want. and uh, That instant gratification thing. Yeah, and just n- being used to getting your way necessarily and not having to deal with the ramifications of it. But not only the ramifications for you, but for other people. And that was like a really, really big lesson to take away from the movie. I mean, me as a 26-year-old person walked away from that going, wow, I need to like reevaluate the way I think <laughs> about what I do and what I say and like how it might affect other people around me. And I just thought that that was such a cool thing for this movie to get across. That that message alone, uh, that moral of the story was was just massive. Interestingly, a similar message to Looper. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, this movie did it better though. Yeah, it did. Well, I, it did. I, Looper tries to do a lot more than Wreck It Ralph does, but and it doesn't necessarily succeed at all. But um, it's a similar. But yeah, it was it was very um, very very good, very very mature kids movie. And like like you mentioned when I mentioned earlier that kids movies these days seem to be lacking a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I thought of the same thing. Uh, we we've been looping the Toy Story Blu-ray at work. Yeah. And uh, I happen to, you know, walk by it a lot and then, like, tech, take a couple pauses and looking at the movie. And I just thought of how, uh, what a what an asshole Woody is, like, at the beginning <laughs> of the movie and how selfish he is. And how he's just out to, like, hog everything and tries yeah. to throw Buzz under the bus all the time. And um, I was watching it thinking, Sometimes like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching it thinking, like, I wonder how this, how this affected me as a kid. Because I don't, I don't know. But, um... You know, that's the one thing I've always admired about Pixar's movies is they, they frequently held those, like, tough messages where, you know, I don't know, just good good morals in those movies. Like, moral of the story is don't do this. But they integrate them in a way that's not like, here's the lesson you should walk away exactly. from kid, with yeah. kids, you know. Well, to uh, just as an interesting aside, because this episode isn't long enough, um, I... <laughs> I was reading the twofer. <laughs> yeah, I read something. Well, we haven't been on for two weeks, but uh, all right, you're gonna get two hours of Wreck Ralph review because <laughs> this movie of all the movies this year affected <laughs> each of us the most profoundly, um, and it further uh, you know emphasizes what what man children we are. <laughs> yeah, um, I was Best reading something. Show Rock at the Ralph. I read something on Reddit. I read it on Reddit. Um, read it on Reddit. And I think I think that's where it was. But somebody's talking about. Why is eighties eighties music so good? Everything's so good, and then you're like, Nick said, you know, we certainly don't get those kids movies that mean as much nowadays. But somebody brought up the point that because we're not living at that time, right? We don't see all of the crap that comes out. 
Yeah. There were certainly bad kids' movies in the 80s. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't seem like absolutely. it. There were certainly terrible songs in the 80s. It's but only the good ones that get The good remembered. ones stay yeah. around. They get played on the 80s channels and, mm-hmm. and you know, stuff like that. So it, I, I understand what you're saying, and it could partly be true, but, you know, gems like Toy Story and Wreck-It Ralph, hopefully, and... Um, you know, even like Aladdin, some of the other Disney movies and like other kids' movies that have come out will certainly stand the test of time. And there will probably be somebody 20 years from now saying, what happened to kids' movies these days? But Either that you know, or everything is legitimately getting worse. That's true, too. <laughs> maybe you know, there's some... We're headed towards idiocracy. Maybe we just have, solidly, yes. Man, the cynical is passed a, around the table. I guess I'm next. <laughs> we, have, we are just on a rocket course to idiocracy. Anyway. If everyone listening, anyone listening hasn't seen that movie, do yourself a favor and, you know, it's basically Hurricane Sandy preparedness for the future. There's, I think there were some President Camacho shorts that just got put online, but I haven't watched them myself. What? Yeah. We'll have to look at Excellent. It. Anyway. Um, but I think we also have our parents to thank for exposure to good stuff in the 80s. Like, if we grew up as kids watching good kids' movies, our parents probably had something to do with that. Oh, yeah. Picking out the good stuff. Yeah. Like Willow. Oh, yeah, dude. Willow. <laughs> so good. The past. I'm just <laughs> kidding. That was not my parents' fault at all. <laughs> I do want to quickly uh, talk about Paper Man, though. Like, okay. um, I think Paper Man came at a really crucial time for disney because <laughs> no, never mind. if only you could see the look willie's giving me it's so <laughs> weird um <laughs> you just didn't go where i thought I you were going to with make that. Of that. <laughs> well I, that's only one sentence uh, <laughs> no i i was i've always loved those pixar shorts they have before each of the movies i always looked forward mm-hmm. to whenever day and night never Day and Night's like the worst one. I love that one. It's great, but it's like the worst one. So That's my have you seen the, the Is that the Tom Cruise movie with Yes. Actually, did you see like Presto? Um yeah. yeah. That one's amazing. What, really which good. Movie Ger- that even on? Gerald's game was amazing. Presto was Presto on... was up, wasn't it? Or was it Wally? I can't remember. It was Wally. It's been so long that it's Day, Wally. And, Day, and Day and Night's on up was up. Yeah. Day and Night was up, yeah. I remember uh, that one. But Gerald's game, even all the way back to Toy Story, that was like the first one. Or was it with a Bug's Life? Might have been with a Bug's Life. It was with Bug's Life. That was awesome, and ever since then they've made consistently awesome ones. But Paper Man was really cool. Um, was it Pixar? No, it was, no. It was not. This, right? this was this movie wasn't, wasn't a Pixar, Pixar movie. Yeah, okay. this was just yeah. Disney Animation Studios or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the technique of it is so cool, like mm-hmm. the blend of two D animation and CG. It was breathtaking. I remember yeah. just sitting there watching it, and I don't know who was sitting next to me. You were sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me go, oh, wow, when it first showed the first close-up mm-hmm. of the girl's face? Because you could see the like the hand, pencil strokes yeah. on her face. Like, from her li- it was her lipsticks. There was that there was that rouge from her lipstick, and it was you could just see the... It was like when you watch The Lion King on Blu-ray, you can see the pencil strokes, okay. and it's awesome. It's really cool. And all this, like, polished, overly CGI stuff we get these days, like like Mars Needs Moms or whatever, just looks like... The, the cleanliness of the animation is sometimes... It's too sanitary. Exactly. It's cool to see to see the work in it, and on Paper Man, seeing like the tufts of his hair, seeing the pencil stroke on it, and her face and everything. I was just sitting there, just like my mouth was agape for almost the whole thing. Because not only was the animation incredible, but the story was just one of those things that it just it was Disney magic. Like it's the right. only way to sum it up. It needed no words whatsoever to be. It told. didn't need any dialogue, and it was the kind of totally schmaltzy, like lovey dovey thing that like only. Can you necessarily have Disney make and, and totally buy into it and be like, Absolutely. you know, that was sweet? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm normally not one for like overly sentimental love stories. Like, I like a good 
complicated love story in a movie like a but something like that totally instantly i feel like i could be watching that i feel like a 10 year old watching a disney thing and like mm-hmm. totally just being caught up in the magic well, that's the cool it. thing about it too is it's not even a love story it's just that it's just that you know like it's that everybody has that moment that chance to meet somebody yeah it's a really interesting theme to explore and like usually they pass by you yeah you know so but it was the it was the moment where it was like the sorcerer's apprentice moment where the i thought he was gonna you know miss her with the paper airplanes and uh and then he would just happen to bump into her on the street when he was... I thought somehow they would... It would be some roundabout circumstance and they would yeah. meet up and it would be cool. But for all the papers to come and find him and like... That was something only and Disney lead can her pull along off. Yes. Well. And I was yeah. thinking... I kept thinking of the brooms and the sorcerer's apprentice yeah. from... Fantasia. I thought you were talking about the Nicolas Cage J. Baruchel Yes, I love Nicolas Baruchel Cage. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I just... As I was watching it, I, I just had a big stupid grin on my face mixed with... Uh, mixed with just... <laughs> Nicolas Baruchel Cage. Whatever. Baruchel. Like if they got married. <laughs> the hy- they, he would hyphen it. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, it was very cool. It was very, 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 very good. And I don't think that it could have necessarily been pulled off by anyone else. But like I said, the reason it came at a crucial time is because um, Disney has been selling the headlines lately with Star Wars. And I was like... Thinking about be known for owning everything else instead of their own thing. Well, yeah, they'll like I said, the war, the end times will come down to Google versus Disney. You have to choose. <laughs> apparently, apparently, they've got their sights set on Hasbro next. No joke. Whatever. It gives us good Disney, Transformers movies. Joe. I'm all for it. <laughs> Hell yes, or GI Joe. Um, but I, I I think it comes at a crucial time because it totally reminded me of like Disney's really good at what they do. The magic like, of Disney. Yeah, the magic of exactly. And as I was watching, I was like, you know what? I can go to Disneyland and I would be like, whatever. I'm in a Disney theme park. But that moment where they make something original, like with animation, like that, that they're something they're that started that they started with, and that being having it preceded by the old Disney logo of Mickey Mouse, that old like. Yeah, the Steamboat Willie one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That totally even just like hit me right in the nostalgia even harder, and I was like, and it's 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 weird because there are there are so few companies that that you can say like the magic of that company, and it's true. Mm-hmm. It was really it, cool. Nintendo is that for video games. Yeah, it, they are because in the same way as yeah. Disney, it's one of those things where they could make the simplest little thing and somehow well, all they have to do is release this, a Zelda trailer, and grown men are reduced to tears. There's and- just this magic, like it's. It's weird. Yeah, it's very very cool though. But it's them, a rare thing now. Them throwing back like their style like that after after because um, they started doing hand uh, with uh wasn't Princess and the Frog the old old style of animation? That's the last I mean, it was, traditional. It was. I don't know if it was hand drawn per se. It was probably like Harvey Birdman done with Flash or something okay. like that. But it it, it was. The last like a traditional two D, a traditional two D animation, and for them to go back to it, I thought was really. It just was. It was very bold. Like yeah. seeing it, I don't mean bold like ballsy, but just seeing it was was striking, and it was it was very very impressive. I would watch. A, I would gladly watch a whole feature length movie done in that style because it was gorgeous. Yeah, but like you said, the Disney the Disney magic was totally there, and just really awesome i thought it was a really really great story and like all the pieces of the music was really cool too it was all it was great it was one of those things where every little bit comes together mm-hmm. and yeah. like you said it didn't need words didn't need dialogue it was like wally mm-hmm. in that sense okay um, i wish you could have seen the whole thing alex i don't know at what point you came in but i'm gonna go again so it doesn't i probably will too. um we're just gonna move i'm gonna we're gonna take a break and move into spoilers because I would basically parrot everything you guys just said, so <laughs> I don't have to take my own turn. But we'll be right back. 
Welcome back. We are in spoiler territory for Wreck-It Ralph. Um, let me just say, there were a few things that I did want to talk about. Um, one of the things that I really loved, and it's kind of a small detail, is the stilted animation of the Peacetown residents. How they, like, turn 90 degrees, like, immediately, and any time they move their arms, they, like... It oh, moves yeah, it in was, very it was rigid hysterical. motion. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant, and it's like one of those things that people only people who play video games and have played video games before would like find any sort of humor in that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was brilliant. Um, two things that I were only going to bring up in spoilers were, of course, the Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid references. Yes, I think I was just about the only person that like I literally like yelled out in joy when the metal gear solid exclamation point popped up it was amazing <laughs> it was sweet it was but, very good yeah um and then Aerith lives yeah Aerith lives Aerith lives this is amazing also on the graffiti i forgot to mention this i noticed shenlong was here yep yeah what is that from why do i not know I think this it's like double dragon is it Maybe. I'm we'll have sure. to. Maybe you can look it up while we're yeah, talking. I'll look but it up. But I can. I, I know. I know the name. Like I know what that's from. Yeah. I, but well, that's also in like. <clears throat> at first, I thought it was in, a. That's bloody roar. Apparently. Bloody roar. Shenlong okay. Shenlong the tiger. Okay. Cool. Maybe there could. I think there could be a lot of different meanings. I mean, Shenlong is kind even of. I see Aerith lives. Where was that? It was. It's on the graffiti that's in the like once they walk into the bottom of the power plug. Like yeah, there's a bunch of graffiti on the brick wall. Game, there's graffiti on the wall. I didn't see it. That's sweet, though. Yeah. Kind of a Aerith with a TH. Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like nobody... That's funny. Yeah. Uh, we won't tell you why it's funny, though. <laughs> the the This is one of those movies, Nick said it after we saw it. He's like, this is a Blu-ray movie. Like, you're going to... I'm going to... Buy this it's movie day one, movie. bring yeah. it home, oh, yeah. freeze frame it, and look yeah. through every single The last time I did that was Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't done that with Cabin. It was so rewarding I'm to go sure. through and freeze frame. Did you find the boomer? And a tank, and a witch. Is it a tank? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yep. It's time for a rewatch. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to rewatch it. But anyway, um, other Wreck-It Ralph things that I wanted to say. Uh, I had one point that I wanted to bring up. It completely slipped out of my head. We can come back to it. It had to do with something that you guys were talking about in the first segment. But um, does anybody have anything spoiler wise that they want to talk about? Well, the twist. Together? Yes, the twist. I think we all want to talk about that. The, yeah. the twist. The twist. Uh, the twist. With, with um, they make a reference to turbo. The whole going turbo thing, which I thought was just a like a throwaway moment. Yeah. Not a throwaway it's moment. Context but but a, yeah, exactly. It was like, hey, this is an example of what could happen to Ralph if he continues to break the rules. Fair enough. And then it totally comes back and you're like, No, King Candy is turbo. Yeah. Finkel is Einhorn. You know? <laughs> um No, that was really cool. Not and since it, Finkel is Einhorn. Have I felt this way? Yeah. Um, no, it was really cool. Um I also, uh, as far as references are concerned, because I think that's, I mean, the the storyline. I mean, it's a very straightforward storyline. There's, oh, you yeah. know, it's. I mean, it's it's, it's, a weird version of the hero's tale. You know, this time the hero finds out that it's not really all what it's cracked up to be, or it yeah. doesn't need to be the hero. But, um, no, uh, some of the references I thought were cool, and I I looked into it afterwards. Um, uh, in the actual game, the game central station. Yeah. Where you see the names of the games up on yep. the up on the top, I saw 
everything from as 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 obscure as Altered Beast. Yeah. And actually, the villain from Altered Beast is in the the, the villains Anonymous. Yeah. I looked into some of the other people. Bad Anon, I think. Bad Anon, yeah. Obviously, Zangief and Street Fighter from mm-hmm. from. Or Zangief and Street Fighter. Zangief and M. Bison from yeah. Street Fighter. They I are not from... M. Bison got to speak. That was sweet. It was very cool. Dr. Um, Robotnik. We had Dr. Robotnik from Sonic. We had... Smoke. The Smoke and Kano from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyril, awesome. Awesome Cyril or Sorel or something like that from House of the Dead. Oh, it's yeah. The, guy with the yep. zombie with the hatchets. Um, the Beholder from Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um... The robot is from some sort of old mech game, or he's based on some sort of old okay. mech game. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. Um, did you see the little vampire-type floaty chick that was in yeah. there? Yeah. She's from, I believe, Fantasy Star. Okay. From that series. That's cool. Yeah. And I didn't... I didn't. These are not references that I knew off the top of my head, no. by the way. Not all of them. Um, who else was in there? There were a couple others that were kind of cool. Satine. Satine. He is from um, Dungeon something. Not Dungeon Siege, but... It's a dun- dungeon. Old keeper. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's not from dungeon keeper. Dungeon keeper's your game. <laughs> he's yeah. on he's on that is my game. It's dun- dungeon something or other. I had never okay. I'll, I'll, I wasn't familiar with too. the game. Um I'm trying to think of some other ones I noticed that uh there's some Dig Dug references in there. I didn't actually see the character from Dig Dug. But I saw the it was on the on the names oh, of the it? games. Um there was a Ninja Turtles reference. Oh yeah. There was a turtle's that. cabinet. Yep. Yep. And I, I caught you catch a glimpse of glimpse of it during very the briefly. time lapse of the arcade. Oh, the in the beginning, turtles in time or something went by. Very, yeah, like very one briefly. Of the, one of the turtles cabinets, you see like yep. a flash of it. That's awesome. And one thing I found funny is was that maybe that's where the Tron thing was. Maybe we missed it. Yeah, you know what? That's it's probably, probably the right. Tron arcade game yeah. in there somewhere. That would have awesome, made that would have made a lot of sense. Um, one of the one of the things that I thought was funny was with the recent acquisition of Star Wars. Um, in the the arcade cabinet, I'm definitely going to pause it on Blu-ray moment. Um, as it's transitioning through time, you see a couple Star Wars arcade games, and I was like, that's kind of fun, because yeah. maybe they knew at that juncture that something was going to happen. Yeah. And then the, there's the Darth Vader breathing reference when Ralph is yep. underwater. And I was wondering if maybe like they knew that this movie was coming out when they were going to announce it. Maybe. Or maybe it just happened that way. I don't maybe. know. It's hard to say. That's the first exercise of their ability to use any Star Wars things. In their I feel like it might have been, because what what purpose did Ralph serve making Darth Vader noises? I, th- yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was an, a wink or a nod. I don't know. It was a weird reference. Well, you know what? They <laughs> it would have been. There, there yeah. were kind of other references, too, because in uh, Hero's Duty, you get that room that he steps into, and it's basically out of Alien. At least that's how I felt, mm-hmm. with all the eggs on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean there were there were there were a few like film references. <coughs> film I think references. There was yeah. one other one that I was thinking of. I can't remember it off the top. Well, of those mind, are movies but... that inspired a lot of video games. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, afterwards, and then it, uh, Ken and Ryu obviously were in there, oh, and I, I so love that they're good. going out for a beer after they fought. I love that they tappers. chose yeah at Tappers. I love that they chose that level too. Yeah. Which I think is was, was Ryu's stage in the in Street Fighter Two. I think that was technically everybody had a stage yeah. that was reused, yep. and I thought that was great. Yeah, you know. No, I loved in the credits when they were doing the the bonus stage. It was they're beating up the car. You and, and uh, so Penelope and Ralph yeah. just beating up on the car, and I was like, "That's amazing." And Blanca yeah. uh, electrocuting the title. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I I I like the Street Fighter references in particular because that was a game that I really played a ton growing up in the arcade when we, I could actually have an arcade to go to. Now it's a Starbucks. Sad face. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Space Station yeah. Arcade on Woodward. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was I used to go there. My dad had 
give me a sack of quarters and I'd go nuts. And you, literally that, I mean, it was it was exactly the way that everybody, you know, acts nostalgic over it. You'd put your quarter up and be like, "You're, I'm next, Chief." Yeah. I used to rock it with Blanca in that game. But anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, here's here's like a a few more people. I can't figure out who's Satine. It was some sort of dungeon game, and I can't remember what what the name of it was. Um, Chun- <coughs> excuse me, Chun Li and Cammy were also in the background. Somewhere. Yep, yeah, they were walking by the station. The first time you see the station, you see him walk by, conversing. Paper boys there somewhere. Did not see him. Knight and ostrich from Joust. Were they in? No, they weren't in the homeless. Uh, video game characters thing. I don't think so. Uh, Dig Dug. I did see Dig Dug. I didn't see him actually. He, he's he one of the first scenes. He's just kind of like strolling by. That's so cool. Dig Dug and um, Puka and Figar from Dig Dug. That's cool. Um, Pac Man and the ghosts. Hey, those were obvious ones. Yep. Um, Pong paddles. I didn't see them. I didn't but see I heard him. Somebody say it. Yeah. As soon as they popped up. Oh, that's up. awesome. Uh, Peter Pepper from Burger Time. I saw him. He's in Tappers. When that's Ralph awesome. Tappers. I love Burger Time. Um, and then Kicks from Kicks, who I didn't see. Okay. But like the cereal. There were some really yeah. There were some really cool references, and it's I like spelled the same way. <laughs> I, I the only one of my only complaints about the movie is that I did feel like a lot of the time they they do go they do show Game Central Station a lot, and you do see a lot of the same characters wandering yeah. about, and I think that's because they probably weren't able to. They couldn't afford to get everybody yeah. they would have liked, but it, it's a minor complaint. I mean, that's that's. It, I just noticed it while watching the movie. I well, like, I mean, and it's a limited arcade too. But true, true. You know. And so. I think it it kind of sucks that they reserved it only mostly only for licensed games. Like it could have. I don't know if I ever saw anybody from Sugar Rush walking through there or Hero's Duty for that matter, except for the times where that was part of the story. But mm-hmm. like you said, it's a nitpick. Yeah, it was a small nitpick, but. No, I, 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 like I said, I love the movie. I mean, I, I don't have many, if any, complaints about it overall. And yeah, it was just enjoyable the whole yeah, way through. Absolutely. I, I hope that maybe in a sequel, in a future movie, they are able to. I think they will be bring in some more characters. Yeah. From from other games, um, and, and game jump more. Yeah. Show more worlds. Yeah. Because they they really did. I mean, I mean, Sugar Rush was very, very much a mixture of like Candyland, the board game, mm-hmm. and Mario Kart. Yeah, there were a lot of Mario Kart yep. references in there, um, even up to the Rainbow Bridge, yep. which had no, no side and no. power ups. And yeah, tracking, it, tracking. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it, and 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 that was cool that they referenced those. And obviously, Hero's Duty was every first person shooter ever. Yeah. But Gears of War. Yeah, <laughs> well, very much sure. Gears of yeah. War. A little Halo in there, you know, a little bit of everything. But I, I hope that we get some more worlds in the next one. Yeah. And it'd be really cool to see see Ralph this time really interacting with some of the characters that that he could. Maybe they step it up this time with Ralph being in a home console release and then he's connected to the internet with every other video game in the world. Who knows? There's so much they could do with it. And <laughs> a bunch of foreign language video games. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's such a wealth of of possibilities. I yeah. mean, there's so many video game jokes that they could make. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like the girly JRPG male protagonists. Yep. Like, I want to see a joke about that Weird somewhere. Weird Japanese dating sims. Yeah, there's <laughs> so much they could do. So the the possibilities are are almost endless. Oh yeah. Um, I thought the music was pretty good. I was a little bit let down because like the first song when John C. Riley is giving like the monologue and mm-hmm. then sets up the movie, it was really good and it was like eight bit like 
awesome music. Mm-hmm. And I wish that that kind of would have carried throughout. Like, there's some source music in there, which I didn't really feel like was necessary. No. I mean, if they would have hired somebody... Because a lot of people work on, like, 8-bit music nowadays. It certainly has seen a resurgence, but... And Skrillex did a song for this movie. And he was in the movie. Yeah, I mean, he was was at the the party. Which is weird. Or Fix-It Felix's party, but... Um... But I, I feel like, yeah, you're absolutely right. That I didn't think about it until now, but yeah, the, the soundtrack should have... And Nick had turned to me before, and he goes, dude, this is going to have some sweet 8-bit stuff, and it, it did not. I mean, the first so song... So much. There were, there were pro- there's probably a few songs on the soundtrack that are pretty sweet and are 8-bit, but... I am error shit on the soundtrack, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> or, or Disaster Piece for that. The guy right. that did the music for Fez is really good at, uh, That'd be cool. at 8-bit stuff. The mini-bosses... He takes a pretty different approach to it. The proto man should have done the soundtrack for it. A lot of the music from the uh, from Indie Game the Movie soundtrack too has kind of a yeah yeah the Super Brothers dude. If the Super Brothers dudes would have done the sound, oh my god! I think they I think that that would have would have been beneficial maybe yeah. a little bit for the movie. But, but it's a Disney movie, and of course you know. And I, I kind of came to expect that there would be some source music in there because yeah. animated movies generally have that yeah. you know so. Um, Let's see. Other than that, I thought a lot of the music was good. I mean, the original score it had like a recurring theme that I thought was really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it was good. I just, I think, it I think it could have been like even more awesome. Yeah, the it scene... could have tied to the video game thing a little bit better. The scene where Ralph is uh, accepted the fact that he's gonna have to sacrifice himself was oh my so god, intense. Yes. And he's Falcon punching Mentos. I could have yeah. cried at that moment because that did. was like, and he's reciting the 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 non-hero's mantra, yep. and it sounds totally different when he says it that time. Yep. It's it's heartbreaking. It Absolutely. is. It's very cool. There's, it's weird, because really you actually think moment. he could die for a minute oh, yeah, there. Like, they make you believe, like, holy crap, they're going to kill Wreck-It Ralph. It's like the moment in, in Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought the movie was ending there. <laughs> for real. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, Toy Story 3 was pretty raw like that. You know, it really, was. really, really hit it home. It was. So, um, God, that scene was that scene was so good. I think it would have been fun to see it in 3D. I'm not gonna pay to see it in 3D. I'm right. gonna watch it on Blu-ray in 3D if I ever actually end up buying a TV. Sure. But, no, I th- animated movies look usually look the coolest in yeah, 3D. Cause, yeah, because you know that's it's easy to do. It's mm-hmm. not you know using computers you can make foreground and background much easier than you can actually planning it out. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I don't think there's too much to say. Mm-mm. It was really good. I was, I mean, I mean, letter grade anybody? I, I to tell you the truth, I'll tell you. I, there are three movies that are going to be on my top ten list at the end of the year, for sure. That you know for sure. That I know for sure. And this absolutely. is one of them. Maybe, maybe even four, maybe five. But the three that I know for sure: Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. Argo, and John Carter. Yeah. Those are the ones that I absolutely know for sure. So but, I mean, this is up there then. Oh yeah. yeah, it's 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 an A for me. It's a great movie. Yeah, I'd give yeah. it an A. Absolutely. Wait, for this year? Yeah. Is John Carter this year? March. It was. I know it feels so long ago, doesn't it? It yeah. feels like forever ago. And and we'll definitely be getting into that stuff when we do our year in review oh, thing. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear where everybody stands on movies this year. Yeah. It's been a very interesting year for movies. It really has. Mm-hmm. It really has. I didn't think it was going to be going into it, especially no, with our movie I. wager. I remember looking at it and being like, this is... I mean, there was the one hard decision of 
Dark Knight Rises versus Avengers. Sure. But other than that, it seemed like a pretty plain year. But yeah, and I mean, it's it's it it seemed a little bit stock at first. Like I mean, there were movies I was excited for, but it was like okay, the usual sequels, mm-hmm. you know, and the adaptations of already existing things, you know, Hunger Games and all that. So. Yeah. But it's turned out to be very a very surprising year, I think. Yeah. I agree. And I can kind of thank the podcast for seeing a lot of this stuff that I probably would not have gone and seen. Yes. Yeah. So, it's good. I would not have seen Paranormal Activity. (laughs) (laughs) Thank everybody. I wasn't going to thank anybody for that. (laughs) I was thinking Argo, but... (laughs) I would not have seen Resident Evil. (laughs) Me neither, probably. (laughs) I would have found a way to take Willie. It would have happened at some point. Yeah, We would have been chilling at your place, and then like you'd have been like, oh, I torrented this, let's watch it. Yeah. Then Willie would But I never torrent things. Yeah, nobody torrents things here. But no, I think I think it I think it's probably gonna make my top ten too. Yeah. It's because it's unique enough from the rest of my top ten to where it's gonna it's just gonna find a spot in there somewhere. The other thing I wanted to bring up um one of the things that I thought about a lot through the movie it's more prevalent when they're in Sugar Rush. Um This movie is essentially I mean, there's there's a lot more to it than this, but there's a lot of product placement. Well, sure. I yep. mean, the biggest offenders, I think, are Sour Bill and Nesquik, because those are like products. They're not. They don't serve as cameos, really. In what the, the hell of was characters. Sour Bill? Sour Bill is the little. Green I remember dude. who he was, but yeah. what was he? It's a candy. Sour it's Bill like is a, a candy. Yeah, I've never even heard you of it. No, buy. I haven't heard of it. Really? No, maybe I'm insane, but I swear to God, you can buy sour. Is it like the cousin of Lemonhead or something? (sighs) I thought he was just like Gobstopper or something. He was hilarious. Yeah, he was like one of the best characters. Sour Bill is only on like the Disney wiki, so I'm just insane and invented my own candy. Okay. All right. But I guess the Nesquik. The Nesquik thing was a little bit. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of. Oh, and Laffy Taffy. Yeah. But, I mean. I, it didn't bother me at all. No, it didn't. It fit because it, it fit the theme of the world. Yeah. It wasn't like they were like, "Hey, we're gonna put a Microsoft stamp on Sugar Rush or something." Stupid it wasn't like, like we're gonna put a Seven Up machine and a and an Xbox 360 that transform into Transformers during. Oh Transformers. boy, let's not go there. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it's it's very cool, and I think that with the amount of money this is making, that we're gonna uh, see a lot uh, of the people. The director was the voice of Sour Bill. Was he? That's awesome. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Sound like Stephen Wright. <laughs> I was yeah, I was yeah. wondering who it was. It really did. But oh, Very cool. Alan Tudyk. I I did not. I I didn't know it was Alan Tudyk. I thought I, it was Alec Baldwin. I had probably seen Alan Tudyk's name on this movie and then completely forgotten who about it. Who was he again? I he was the my... he's King, King Candy. Candy. He is okay. And I he's Turbo. Turbo, yeah. I when I saw that in the in the credits, I was like, Alan Tudyk is amazing. <laughs> I love Alan Tudyk, but he is. He is um, amazing. I liked the two uh, cops. The two donut cops were really to... awesome. There was very little thing. <laughs> yeah, the there were very few things that weren't awesome. The one had a little movie. sprinkled mustache. Yep. It was awesome. <laughs> who were the cops again? One of them was uh, Joe Latrulio. Yeah, yep. And I don't yeah. remember who the other one was. Um, Joe Latrulio is always funny. Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> funny. They reminded me of the vegan police. I was like, I like these cop <laughs> these cop duos that <laughs> show up and things. They're really funny. And, uh, yeah, they have these little, little bit parts. It's very cool. It was, it was such a good movie. It really was. I'm gonna, I'm nothing. gonna watch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy it. It's, a, it's a purchase, which is cool because I don't find myself buying kids' movies very often. I just bought Lion King on Blu-ray because that is Cause that's Lion my, King. That's my Disney movie. You know what I mean? Like that's 
that and Aladdin. Aladdin on, uh, no, Blu-ray? Aladdin's no. not. That's okay. I think that's probably on the short Waiting list at this point. Yeah, I yeah. want Aladdin. That's my second. Everyone fave. does. Who doesn't want Aladdin on Blu-ray? Dennis Haysbert cameo in Heroes Duty. Yeah, very Mr. cool. President. Years of War. Yeah. Very very cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, so, I read that the movie was originally going to be about Fix It Fix It Felix. Yeah. Which would have been a way less interesting movie. It would have been. It would have been. This movie different. was really awesome. I thought of the scene too. Oh god, it was so. There's so much just great, great, great storytelling. And I thought of the scene where the king or King Candy approaches him and says, "Listen, she can't be allowed to compete, and here's why." And I was like, "That's a perfectly reasonable argument he just made." And I was mm-hmm. like, "I totally agree with him if that's the case." And at that point, I was like, "There can't be any more to it than that. It's just yeah. going to be like a hard, hard luck thing." But um, the scene where he Ralph's trying to talk her out of it, and she's like, "Oh no, you know," and she gives him the little medal she made, which yeah. is so, like, oh god, yeah. But then the scene where he's trying to talk her out of it, and then he eventually ends up hanging around the tree, and then the shot where he looks at his hands, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the cart, and you're like, "Oh man, this is rough," and he just <laughs> destroys it. I was like, and he's just... murdering a dream in front of you. <laughs> so brutal. I was like, he just no matter how hard he tries he defaults to breaking something and it was just this beautiful sad moment i was like man because that's what he's programmed to do exactly couldn't escape it it was it was so good so good i'm pretty excited to see it again and the part where he pulled where he was again doing his superman down to the mentos and pulled out the metal and was holding it to his chest i was like oh my god yeah (laughs) this is so intense yeah very good. Really, 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 really good. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to see it again this week, and I have to watch I really hope Royale and Quantum to, of Solace. to this right now that hasn't seen it, because yeah. that would suck. I should put like, a serious disclaimer. We should go back and be like, do not listen to the spoiler section. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty... Ruin a lot of the magic. Nah. I think but it's still enjoyable. I might throw something in there, no because way, I think dude. we if generally... If you knew that was going to happen in it, it would not have, it would not have hit you as hard. We generally forget to sum up before spoilers, which is partly my fault because I'm so w- ready to move everything along. But anyway, go see Wreck-It Ralph. Um, we'll be right back with some food for thought. And we're back with some food for thought, which could be brought to us by you if you email us at uh, feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Still have not received one one feedback yet. Where are you, Tim Long? <laughs> anyway. He just got internet. Yeah, okay. So. All right. Um, so, Willie. Um, thought? Uh, like Wreck-It Ralph, uh, family films that... Um, provide. <laughs> what? Keep going. He Keep can't going. do it. Keep going. Family films that provide more emotional resonance than what you would have expected. <laughs> I can't say anything Just with keep these. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start from the beginning. Okay. Uh. There is literally nothing funny happening here. <laughs> no, there's not. He just thinks of that that every I time. Because no matter how many times you practice what you're going to say, you always just, like, stumble it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, keep going. Mm. Okay. Family films like Wreck-It Ralph that provide emotional resonance that you did not expect. 
is wrong with Remember you? Remember uh, Anyway, um, so the movie that I first thought of when you <laughs> when you introduced this question was um, <coughs> Secondhand Lions. Oh. Did you guys see that movie? I, I have know. not. I've heard it's good, though. Robert Duvall, Michael Caine, pretty awesome. Haley Joel Osment, okay. But um, I have a quote from that movie on my Facebook, because quotes on Facebook are like, they gotta mean something to you, but um, I'll actually pull it up. Well, you can't have songs like on MySpace, so you gotta have It's true, I mean, I can't blare any... Does MySpace still exist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Justin Timberlake bought it and turned it into a music thing, I think. Oh, wow. Probably not the best investment. (laughs) Apparently it's doing better than it was, but that's not saying a whole lot. Wait, Justin Timberlake, who played... Sean Parker? Interesting. Yeah. Well, that the wheeze. Comes full circle. He learned something while mm-hmm. he was there. Um, okay. So, no, you know what? I don't want to give the whole quote because it's kind of at like the climax of the movie and it really meant a lot to me hearing it. So much so that years later I, I still think about it. But it was just one of those things that caught me off guard. Like, I guess it kind of has the makings of, you know, it's a family film and, and it's about... Uh, you know, this kid getting to know his uncles that, you know, it's they're kind of crotchety with each other's and yeah, they're crotchety and very different and people that he's never met and he goes through this journey of their lifetime and learns a lot about them and, and what life should be like and, and things like that and it just really kind of hit me at a time, I was probably in my teens when I saw it and it really kind of hit me at a moment where I was pretty impressionable. And I think if anybody hasn't seen Secondhand Lions, it's, it, I think it holds up. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's it's a pretty good movie. Certainly worth checking out. So yeah, I I, I should I should watch it. I yeah. Should run it. Any Robert Duvall on Michael Caine fan, absolutely. So they're awesome. Who's next? Nicarasu. Don't mind my cackling if it starts again. <laughs> That's only me that has that effect on you. <laughs> Apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time narrowing it down to one just because it seems like if there's... It seems to happen so often where I'm continually surprised by like family films that sometimes I underestimate them for how much how much heart they have. But, I mean, like we, we were talking about Toy Story 3 and that one... That was really, really brutal. I was definitely, my eyes were watering way the hell up. My throat hurt like hell in yeah. the theater during that one. Yep. At numerous moments, too, yeah. throughout the movie. But the ending just, I still can't watch it without getting a little, uh, having those twinges of of uh, sorrow. But <sighs> I think there's one that it actually, it hits me more now as an adult for some reason than as a kid. And it's the Sandlot. And it's the scene with James Earl Jones. As a kid, I always just thought it was cool. And I thought it was funny. And as an adult, I... it, You know, it's something cool when an actor like that can be in a movie. Which was probably for the paycheck. But mm-hmm. they're such a good actor that they squeeze every ounce of awesome out of those few minutes. And that, that whole scene is great. But the part where he's... Where his character is describing how he played baseball always just pulls at my heart because i'm like this guy loved what he did so much 
Mm-hmm. And we don't even have a single frame of him doing what he did. But James Earl Jones is so good in that moment, and the dialogue is so perfect that I totally am there when he's talking about it. Yeah. And it's just those little those little things in his performance. He has glasses on the whole time too. I can't even see his eyes. It's like the window which which we with which we connect to other people is with eyes. And can't even see that. And the guy totally sells it. It's killer. But the that part where he's describing how he played, he talks about how he used to crowd the plate so much the strike zone disappeared. And then he oh man, he just like the smile on his face and everything. It's so good. And as a kid I never really caught the full effect of that. And it wasn't until I started putting it on at, at the fan vid that I would really pay attention to that scene, and I was like, man, there is really something happening here that's... Emotionally, it's really intense to watch, and it, it makes me think about the way the real people would be like that, and when we get when we inevitably are that age, you know, our kids or grandkids, are, they might, for a brief moment, talk to us about something that used to really mean a lot to us. Yeah. And we'll have that little moment, and they'll never really know, mm-hmm. but like we do. And that, to me, that's like the beauty of that moment is he, these kids have no clue what it was like for him, what he used to be like. But Podcasting. <laughs> no. You know what I mean, though? It's, yeah, I think it's, that's one of those things, really too, where cool. he, he's totally reliving that moment in that moment. And as an adult, it's really beautiful and really sad to me at the same time, because, like, obviously, he'll never have that moment back. And uh, it's it's just awesome it's such a in, in in the sandlot of all movies like people think about the sandlot they think of barfing on the tilt of the world yep. they think of the beast they think Forever. of yes they think of squints they think of all that stuff and i do too i mean totally but i then i always think of uh i inevitably always think of james Earl jones in that moment and i'm like god it's such a good scene so 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 good and the fact that he just wants these kids to come by once a week and let them tell baseball stories to him talk to him about so baseball, he can relive yeah. that you know what i mean yeah it's very absolutely. cool it's very sad, but it's very. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like totally. Yeah. It's weird too. I was just on the on the radio on the way here. Uh, Boys of Summer was on, mm. and I, I knew somewhere Willie was pumped because this is all time favorite song. I love that song. Um, <laughs> but there was the part, the line where he says, uh, "Those days are gone forever. Maybe I should just let them go." And I was I I heard that on the way here, and I, I was like, "That's such a good lyric," and it totally ties into to that to James Earl Jones. Anyway, so all I guess right. that's mine. Willy. Um, mine is pro <laughs> Ninja Turtles, the first one. Yes. It. I mean, as a kid, seeing Ninja Turtles, it was a lot of the Sandlot. You know, you remember the parts. I mean, it's the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. The turtles with swords and stuff, kicking the crap out of people. That's the main thing. Soldiers. But when you the and I think it's the reason why family movies that <clears throat> have this deeper, this deeper emotional weight to them are the ones that we continue to watch throughout our adulthoods and the ones that we really want to I don't have kids yet none of us have kids yet but at some point these are the movies that I'm going to say you guys got to watch this mm-hmm. um Turtles is one of those and and there are a couple moments uh when they are when when they're all sitting down meditating trying to talk to, to Splinter yeah. and they're all characters in suits being played by stuntman physically and then their voiceovers from other actors like there there's no real one person performing their yeah. Jim Henson suits. So, but th- they emote. Oh yeah. Like you feel exactly what they're feeling, and that's insane. You know, I mean, it's 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 a testament to everybody that was involved in every aspect of the turtles. Um, and then the one the the uh, when Splinter is talking to Danny, mm-hmm. and he's kind of saying, you know, all fathers care for their sons and stuff. Yeah. Epic. And the fact that I saw it with my dad and that meant so much to me. It's even cooler. Yeah. Um, and there's one little moment in the movie, too, that really gets me. I don't know why it is, but, like, 
um, Casey Jones and Danny. Danny comes to Casey Jones. He's infiltrating the Foot Clan thing, the building. And um, he's like, hey, they're going to kill Splinter, yada, yada. Casey Jones has never met Splinter over the course of this movie. He probably doesn't even know he's a giant rat. It's hard to say. Yeah. And he goes down there and he sees him. And if he gives this look at first, like, whoa, you're a giant rat. And then, like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like, like, like you would. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Splinter's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm a friend. And then, like, he, like, lifts him up and I was just like, that's raw. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it just, there's so, there's a lot of moments in that movie. Lots of heart, you know. There really is, yeah. You really feel for... the three of them around the fire. <sighs> yeah. And, and, and Leonardo sitting next to Raphael in the bathtub. It's brutal. It so is. I don't know. Yeah. That's 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 one that still sticks with me for the sure. The bond between uh, brothers in that movie is pretty strong. Oh, and and, and I'm not going to get into it, but I, the reboot has to make me feel that way, or it doesn't succeed. Oh, it never will. No. <laughs> it never will. Yeah. I'm sorry. The cynical has come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Felt good. Yeah. It was good. Good to be back after two weeks off. It was. It was very good. I don't know if I'll be joining you guys next week. We'll see. Hopefully it'll work out, but if not, we'll we'll have it we'll have a contingency. It's for a good purpose. Oh yeah. Gotta go support the big buck hunter champion. That's true. It's true. Um next week we're doing Skyfall. Uh like I said earlier, I gotta do some homework and quick teaser Casino for right Skyfall. Now. Have have you both seen Casino and Quantum? Only seen casino. casino. Only Casino. And it's been. Should six definitely years. see both. Oh yeah. And see Quantum. Uh, have either of you seen anything for the new one? Any trailers or teasers? I've seen recently? bits and pieces that I immediately turned the TV off or do whatever. I, I saw that Javier Bardem was blonde, which is kind of funny. I've seen that, and I saw Ben Wishaw as Q for a second. I didn't see that actually. I've seen very little. Um, He's okay. awesome, though. By the way. Well, the first trailer that they uh, what in Cloud Atlas? Oh yeah. Um, the first trailer for Scaffold they released, I watched, and it was cool. I haven't tried to avoid all so far, but I caught a little by accident at work. They had, oh, jeez. The cat just started smacking Surprise my armpit. Cat. Surprise! Um, I caught a little bit of a, a clip that they've been playing on the loop at work from an, an action sequence. I wish I hadn't seen, but it wasn't, like, super spoilery. Yeah. It was just a cool moment. So it looks like it'll definitely have those action moments. Last question. Have either of you heard the new song by Adele? No. Mm-mm. I tried not to hear it, and on the way to the shoot the other day, it came on the radio, and that is awesome. Was it good? It oozes James Bond. I That's mean, awesome. That's really cool. I was listening to it. I was like, this is a James Bond Who song. Who did the like, Quantum of Solace song? Does anybody remember? Jack White and and really? uh, and yeah. and uh, Alicia Keys. Yes. And then who did uh, Casino Royale? Chris Chris Cornell. Yeah, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Chris, Chris Cornell, Cornell one was, was okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Alicia Keys Jack White one not very good. Okay, but we'll, the Adele one, classy. We should it's just like, before we talk about Skyfall next week on the on the podcast. It might be cool to talk about the James Bond movies in general a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, think, I think the other they have such a legacy be, that it we should probably. Well, the Adele one definitely Adele song definitely feels like a really huge throwback to the old style because she's got that like nice husky yeah. strong female. voice. She has an older. 
there's an older kind of sound to her voice in general. It's a really cool song. Yeah. Cool. It's uh, I I actually it stands on its own, and I I didn't even know what it was at first till she said the word Skyfall in it, and I was like, oh, because someone told me they're like, have you heard the song? And I'm like, no, I'm trying not to hear. I want to hear it organically with the movie because yeah. the way that the song and the title sequence interplay is always ends oh, up being yeah. important, and uh, it's really cool. So I think that that the James Bond song. It's a weird thing about James Bond. It always there's these little facets of the movie that people always get stuck on, and the song is one of them. People are always worried about the song. Yeah, and it's it's important and it's uh it's cool. This one's in good hands, I'd say. I'm pretty excited just to rewatch Casino Royale because I remember that liking it bomb. so much, and it's I honestly have not seen it since I was saw it since theaters. 06. So it's a it's the bomb, man. Cool. And and Quantum was what 08. I think so also very good maybe even a little after well yeah it probably came out in 08 because i remember Wait, it being 09. on the wall when i started at work and that was 09 they're both very good and family video i mean very different anyway cool all right it'd be cool to talk sorry about. to kyle xy yeah we didn't get to you yep ran too long yeah definitely this time um <laughs> follow us on twitter links to it from midwestfilmers.com um Music and art are brought to us by my brother at Mr. John on Twitter. And then finally, questions, comments, food for thought, questions, whatever you want, can be sent to us at feedback at midwestfilmrooms.com. So, uh, go watch a movie. Make it Wreck-It Ralph. Or Skyfall. Or both. Maybe Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Maybe not. Not Walking Dead. Yeah. It's not a movie anyway. No, miss shut up, Alex. So stupid. Balls. <laughs>